Welcome to the Enduring Churches podcast. I'm Alan here with Trent today. It's so glad to have you back with us today as we help you and your church endure. So Trent, um, today we're going to talk a little bit about something that we both like doing. Um, you know, I might have been a, a cross country and track coach at one point in time, but the thing that we really love most is, is coaching um, pastors and church leaders in areas of ministry. So we want to talk a little bit about that today. So, so tell us about our conversation today. Yeah, I think that this is an exciting thing when you start thinking about it. It's a little intimidating, right? Uh, but um, some of the most fulfilling times that myself and Alan have either had is is when we've gotten to help somebody maybe that was a young person in our church or in over the years in ministry, we've gotten to grow some people and watch them blossom and go into ministry on their own. And, and uh, then... I love staying in contact with former students and, and people that we've seen grow up and now are in ministry and and then having them call and ask for advice or whatever. I just love that kind of stuff, Alan. How about you? Yeah, it's it's what makes a life kind of fun. I love those conversations and a chance to just um, invest in other people. Now, Trent, you put this note together, and I'm grateful that you did that for us. And I love it. You had a question right up front. Are you intentionally coaching someone in your church? Boy, that's a, that's a big question right there. Are you intentionally? Let's just start out. Let's, let's talk a little bit about intentional right there. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, we, we hope we're coaching someone, but are we intentionally coaching someone? I think there's a difference there. I agree, Alan. I mean, yeah, you can say, well, I'm discipling somebody, but if you don't have a plan or if you're not saying, okay, yeah, we're going to meet every week or whatever, you're not intentional. You're just, well, if they catch something from the sermon, that's not the same as coaching. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's a really good thought. So are you intentionally, and then, uh, you know, is there someone close to you? Is it in your church or in your network, so to speak? Uh, you know, we all want to coach people from a distance. You know, I like, I quit my coaching, my track coaching career last summer. And some of those kids will still reach out and let me know how they're doing and things like that, but I'm not their coach and I cannot coach them from here. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I, it's it, it's impossible. They may want input. They may want advice. And I might be able to give some of those elements, but I can't coach them. And, and nor should I coach them. You you need to be near someone to, to coach someone. Yeah. And there's a difference, right, between somebody who's a mentor that you can contact, you know, you know, um, with one of your track students, Alan, um, or, you know, former um, BSU students that I had. You can mentor them long distance but coaching is a it's an up close and personal kind of thing right and the the term that was used in Jewish life was being covered in the dust of the rabbi um you you walked close enough to the teacher that you were covered in the dust that they kicked up from their shoes and uh, so I think coaching is it's an up close and personal thing that you need to be involved in with someone so Trent, in our notes, you have a list of just Bible relationships. So we'll put these in our notes. We, I guess, won't take time to break down all of them. But you've got right. lists of, of two people. So if you had to t- take from your list of people of a relationship that really speaks to you out of the Bible of this relationship, which one would you probably go to? 
Well, probably the last one for me, Paul and Timothy, you know, uh, and how Paul writes to Timothy, you know, some things to do as a young pastor and how to handle issues in, in his uh, new believers church, which is what it was. It's just all new believers, right? Um, and so I, I love the way that Paul has that conversation with Timothy and he's, he's took time with him and uh, with it his grandmother and mother and all that but then he's he also writes to him as well how about you alan well i i was gonna say barnabas and paul because barnabas was an encourager but then i I looked at it again and i think i'll go back to the elijah to elisha thing oh yeah and what i like about that is elijah had to recognize um he was doing it alone he he was the lone ranger Hmm. and god had to tell him you're not alone, you know, stop yeah. having your own little pity party. There, there's, there's tons of others and you, you need to find Elisha and mm-hmm. and you need to prepare him to take your spot. And so yeah. God had to kind of get his attention. And I think that's a, a lot of us pastors. I think some, sometimes we start out thinking we can do this on our own and we don't mm-hmm. need coached up. And then, uh, you get into it and realize, oops, <laughs> I need help. And uh, so, so I think I kind of, kind of go there a little bit with that. Yeah. And Alan and I, you know, we've both been in ministry for like 30 plus years now and, and we're still looking for those relationships that people can speak into our lives because we still need to be learners. There's lots of things that, and I'm constantly looking for people that can help me learn new tools and because I want to be the best I possibly can to serve the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I think that's important. And, and we have this list that Alan mentioned. There's there's several of these duos that will be in the show notes. I want you to go and back and look at it and think about it. And, and if you think about not all of them were smooth and steady. Some of them were pretty hard. And had included disagreements and things that were struggles. And any coaching relationship is going to be that way too. There's going to be hard times and hard things that you may not always agree about. So um, just keep that in mind. But let, let's move on to some questions as you think about coaching. Um, I think these are really important for us to think about, to decide if we if this coaching thing is really what we're doing or if we have a desire to do this. Yeah, no, there's all kinds of people who, who are actually trying to help help coaching coaching happen in a church at a higher level. Now, Trent, you got some questions here from from uh, Corpus Cro- Coaching. And so we, we want to make sure we do give them credit for some, some of these questions um, that we have today. And you can uh, check them out. We'll actually put a link to them in, in the show notes so you can... Uh, know who they are and you can reach out to them but i love i love these lists of questions trent you know do i have a desire to see the church fulfill its god-given mission you know Mm -hmm. i think boy that that really is the question you you just talked about that that really is kind of kind of where where it begins yeah do you do you have that passion or is it just about building your own kingdom in your own church but we're talking about the church overall. Do you, do you have a desire to see the church overall fill its God-given mission, the Great Commission, um, to reach out to all nations? Um, I'm looking forward to Jesus coming back. I don't know about you, Alan, but I'm looking forward to that. 
And it, scripture says that the gospel will be preached to all nations and then he will return. So, I, man, let's let's help the whole church grow in its mission and to fulfill that mission that God's given to it. So the, another question there is, do you have an accurate view of God as well as a clear understanding of yourself and a daily understanding of what it means to live out the gospel? So you've got to have all three of those parts, right? You start off with an accurate view of God. Who is God? What what are his characteristics? Um, And what are his rights over us as well? And then how do I fit in that as a a believer, as as just as a human being? um, If if I'm created by God, he has rights over me. Certainly as a follower and, and believer in Jesus Christ, he has rights over me. I can't I can't say that he's my Lord if I won't say yes to him. That's why I like Isaiah 26, 8. And so, and then a daily understanding of what it means to live out the gospel, our faith in Jesus Christ and the good news that he brought to us. Yeah, all three of those questions are so vital to, to everything that we do. Are we connecting in God's word? You know, are, are we working on ourselves? You know, am I? dealing with the me problem in my life and and then to to really have our eyes open to the world around us all all three of those things are so essential you know as a sense also you know that we if we're going to help coach people this idea that we want to see um the church renewed and that god has a process uh for developing people that those are kind of two questions that are are kind of tied together. Do I want to see the church renewed and do I care about there being a process for that? Yeah. If you listen to last week's podcast, we talked about some things that stop your endurance, right? And a lot of them had to do with the church not being renewed. Um, and so do you have a desire to see your church and the church overall, church universally, continuing to be renewed because it's we're supposed to be renewed day by day as believers in that so that means that the church should also be renewed and be fresh and and so i love those questions there um here's a good question for you alan are you optimistic about the church yeah of all the questions of all the questions i think this is the biggest one to me and i think uh, for that reason um you hear a lot of people just say well, the church got problems church is so messed up the church it is still god's resource for taking the gospel into all the world it was mm-hmm. it was it was birthed by god it was touched by god blessed by god empowered by god and it is the tool that he uses in this world and so to have any other view than an optimistic view of the church in spite of all its problems um, is, is really not understanding the word of God. Well, and not being a person of faith, right? Um, Hebrews 11 tells us that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Well, um, so if I don't have faith that the church can turn around and do amazing things, then I don't have faith in God, and so I can't please him. Just simple as that. Um, and, and so I think this is a big deal. We should be optimistic because our God is great. Our God is powerful and he can do abundantly more than we can ask or imagine. And so um, 
The final question I think here is important, Alan, is do I have a desire to be used by God to help someone else succeed? I love that a, question. A harder question than we think. Yeah. On the surface. Oh, of course I do. But then we get down under the surface sometimes and we're like, well, but if I help someone else succeed, will will I still succeed? And, <laughs> yes. uh, you know, let's, let's just kind of talk about our ego in, in this a little bit. Sometimes people behind the scenes don't get the credit. Are you okay? Are mm. you okay if you don't get the credit? You know, I'll never forget how frustrated I was. I was a freshman in, in college. Trent, you remember freshman Allen a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. A, but I was a freshman in college, and I had made up this joke. And I couldn't wait to get over to the dining hall. I'd shared it with my roommate. I was going to get over to the dining hall and share my joke. I get there, tell my joke. Yeah, we already heard that one. My roommate had gone and taken credit for my joke. Man, I was so mad. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but because isn't that how we are? We don't want someone else taking credit for our stuff. Well, I think a lot of pastors, they're so afraid. They're so insecure. We talk about that a lot, I know. But they're so afraid afraid that someone will steal their their fame or their sheep. And so that, you know, they hold everything close. Um, but God's going to pry those things out of our cold, dead hands, I'm afraid. And so we should hold things with a light grasp. Yeah, I think only one person is supposed to get credit anyway. And uh, that's not us. So we want to make sure that, that God gets the credit for, for all that he has done because he is the name for which everyone will bow before. So, you know, Trent, these are some questions that lead us to the idea of whether or not we should be actively coaching other people. But probably some more important things for us to talk about a little bit are the skills um, that you need to develop if you're going to be effective, you know, as a coach. So I'll tell my a, a quick coaching story. Yeah, I, I was I was hired as the cross country coach um, for our high school, basically because they couldn't find anyone else. So I was the warm, I was the warm body that was available and I had run cross country in high school, but I'd never prepared to be a coach. Um, but because I was coaching people in other areas of life, it, it made for a natural fit. But I would like to, to apologize to all my, my runners my first year. I wasn't ready. I didn't really prepare or plan or, or do anything um, to know. I had to kind of learn on the job. And, and they, they were not beneficiaries of that in, in any capacity. In fact, they, they suffered through it with me. Um, I had to learn to be a better coach. Um, but the good news is you can develop the skills to be a good coach. I would agree, Alan. Yeah, there, there are lots of resources to be able to help you to become a better coach. And, and so let's think about those skills that are important as we grow. You know, we may not have these all to begin with. And, and I think that scares a lot of people off from coaching someone else is they're like, man, I don't have the right skills. Well, work on them. Let's, let's work on these things and, um, and, and look at yourself and maybe even have someone else speak to you about the skills that you have because we're our own worst critics sometimes, and we don't recognize that we do sometimes have these skills. So like the first one is, um, do you know how to ask good questions? 
I think that's a good good skill that somebody should have, right? That is a good skill. I wish I was better at it. I, I see that's one I still think I'm working on is learning to ask better, better and better questions of, of people. So absolutely. I, I think that's what good coaches do is they get you to find the answer yourself a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. And my wife is a counselor and she would tell you that most of the times counselors don't tell people what to do. They just lead them in questions so that they find the answer on their own. Because if you tell them what to do, they're probably not going to do it. But if they find the answer on their own, then they're more likely to follow through and to actually do those things. So if you're going to ask questions, Trent, there's kind of a corollary to that. Because mm -hmm. if you want to coach people, you can't be thinking, you can't be thinking about everything you want to tell them without listening to them. And so listening, not only asking the questions, but actually listening to not only the, the spoken answer, but the unspoken answer too, um, is important. Yeah. Listening is important. I, Alan, I was I'm going through some training with uh, um, several other gentlemen who are in my same role, a director of, of a network of churches. And, and we're all just, you know, we're all older guys. <laughs> it's like, gray hair convention or in my case the no hair convention <laughs> but uh and so we were all talking about this is a real struggle for us because we want to share all of our experiences and all of what we think is wisdom that we've gained but sometimes that's not the best thing we should be better listeners than we are speakers ouch that that's a convicting statement right there that we should be better <laughs> listeners than we are speakers but that's that's true. Be quick to listen and slow to speak. That's yes. a, a truth, a timeless biblical truth that, that has never changed. So we want to listen well. Not only, not only do we want to listen, but we also want to, to learn how to listen to the Spirit. So not only modeling that, but, uh, but also you know, asking God to give us insight and wisdom as to know how to help. Yeah, I think that's really true. I, you know, whether it's to, and this is, is all about spending time and waiting on God and, and prayer. And I think that God will show us the persons that we need to be involved with in coaching. Uh, he'll lead us to those people, but he'll also, as we're in that relationship, he's going to help us to know the questions to ask that will be, I don't know if the word, right word is penetrating, uh, that will cause that person to think. Um, and so as we're guided by the Holy Spirit, he's going to give us lots of direction. And so we don't have to feel like we've got to know everything or know the right questions. He's going to lead us to know that those questions and how to ask them too. Yeah, that's, uh, that's just so good. It's so, so good. Well, what about um, helping someone develop their own skills? You and I are big fans of assessments type type tools just because they give us launching points for conversations i think mm -hmm. yeah um and I, I have to do a quick uh, commercial for corpus they they have an assessment called the pastor readiness assessment uh it's very good and i, I would encourage you know especially new pastors or a church a pastor coming to a new church to uh to take that and then they have a, a companion assessment um for the church as well. But, um, you know, our goal really is to, to help a 
pastor, a fellow pastor, to learn the things that they have and develop the things they don't have. Yeah, we we we've you know we've had a conversation about the Enneagram, which is uh, probably still our our hottest episode, our most listened to ever episode was um, a conversation we had about that, which is which is a helpful assessment. I know some people get bent out of shape because it makes a star and all that kind of stuff, but it's kind of ridiculous arguments. Um, it really did help me see see myself, but. You know, I, I found my old disc profile the other day and was looking looking through that. You know, assessments can be helpful tools and to to do all of those things to learn about ourselves and to help people learn about themselves is is a huge deal. You know, I, I appreciate people in my life who say, "Man, you you always see it this way." Is that is that your you know? Because I do. I have that bent to see the big picture. And I get lost in the details. And so I was traveling to Dallas with a pastor friend and he goes, you're the worst navigator. Cause I'm just talking, <laughs> I'm just talking. Uh, we'll get there somehow. You know, <laughs> you're supposed to be looking at the phone telling me where to go. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just too, too much in the moment of, of the conversation, you know, so it's just who we are. Right. I, I mean, it's important to know who, who we are and how to make the, who we are a better, who we are. Right. Well, and I think successful leaders recognize who they are and they gather around them people who are not the same that they are, but people who have different skills that can uh, complement the skills that they have. I think that's huge. Now, Alan, one of these um, skills that, man, I struggle with, gosh, I struggle with this next one is how to be okay with leaving a question unanswered and are you okay with silence? Yeah, that's a that's a powerful one. Yeah, so I think I think that's one I've actually been working on. I I feel better in that than I used to feel, but that's what happened to me when I surrendered to ministry. I was talking with a, a well, not my surrender to ministry, but to become a pastor. I was I'd never planned to be a pastor and a seminary professor. You know, I was meeting with him every week to try to figure out what God was calling me to, and he he finally just said, "Alan, I think we're done." He goes, I really don't have any answers for you. He goes, wow. I've listened to you. Mm -hmm. And he says, I, I've listened to you. You never talk about, you're, you're a youth Sunday school teacher. You never talk about youth ministry. He goes, uh, you didn't do anything to prepare to be a collegiate, uh, you know, a, a Baptist student ministry leader. You didn't do any of those kinds of things. Um, but you talk a lot about the pastor and what the pastor's doing and about his role and about leading a church. And he goes, you talk a lot about those kinds of things. He goes, but I don't have an answer. I'm not God, but mm. I've heard you and I've heard what you've said and what you've not said. So here it is. And I'm kind of done with you. And that's <laughs> when I was like, oh my goodness, the silence was, I already knew the answer in that oh, case. Okay. And I think that's a lot of times the silence. I, th I think silence we're looking a, a lot of times I think in those silent moments, we're looking for an answer when we already know the answer. So let the silence do the speaking. Yes, I agree. Well, and, and just hearing ourselves say those things out loud or that sometimes the silence of us thinking is deafening, you know, it is. And we do hear ourselves. So, um, and, and I think another key thing of a, a coach is to be able to help others find resources. Um, 
you don't have to know all things, but you can help people on the path, path of finding those things. And sometimes it's just like, hey, here's some person that I think would be really helpful to you. Let me give you their phone number and, and so that they can build into your life as well. You know, things like that. Yeah, I'll turn them on to the Enduring Churches podcast, for instance. You know, so send send them send them a link to to one of these conversations. It might be a benefit to them. But there's a lot of things out there. There there is no shortage of resources and tools. In fact, the most powerful and influential people in the world of the future are those who know how to get the right resources to the right people. It's not about knowing everything about it, about everything. Gone are the days that we need a wise sage. In, in our lives, um, we really just need a good coach who can help get get the right tools um, in, in our hands. So that that is important. Yeah. So let's let's kind of wrap this up, Alan. And um, I want to ask our, our listeners some questions here. Are are you coaching anyone currently? Is that is there a relationship that you have currently that you could point to and say yes? And and as Alan said earlier. Are you intentionally coaching them? Uh, and so what do you think, Alan? Is that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good question for all of us to, to ask all the time. Are you, are you coaching anyone? Are you, are you walking alongside anyone? You know, I think the, those are great questions for, for us to ask, sometimes formally, but we're talking in a more formal, planned, intentional kind of way. Again, I want to remind you, about that, we all do that oftentimes informally, but to do something that's maybe a little more uh, formal in your mind. So, are you coaching someone? You know, same same question too. We could ask you in a in a different vein. You know, who's your ministry circle? Who who's who's lost that's in your circle that you're trying to influence for Christ? So, you know, you you need to be doing some things with intent in your life, and this is certainly one of those things. Yeah. Well, and even even just basic sharing the gospel, um, we're doing uh, this effort, and I know it's been done by lots of people. Is who's your one? You know, who's your one person that you're building into their life to point them to the love of Jesus Christ? Yeah, so that I think that kind of covers all those. And so the the question then that comes down to because I believe that God has if, if the great command that Jesus gave to his disciples is true for all of us, then this next question has to be answered by all of us is, are we willing to say yes to God? Because he has that desire for all of us to be involved in relationships, leading people forward toward him. Uh, That's a great, that is a wonderfully great, great question. You know, are we willing to say yes to God? And are we willing to speak into someone else's life based on what God has shown us and those two things, when we think about those, Trent, you and I can go back to, to everyone is influential to someone. Mm-hmm. And so you can influence someone. And when you influence someone, it probably helps raise you up another level as an influencer, which means that God can use you to an even greater capacity. And so, you know, you increase your capacity by, by helping others. That's really the only way to do it. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite uh, speakers is a guy by the name of Zig Ziglar. Um, you should look him up if you're not familiar with him. Um, he was a, a business leader. Um, before um, John Maxwell came around, Zig, Zig, 
Zig Ziglar was the guy. And um, he said, in order to be successful, you just have to help enough other people be successful. And uh, I think that's so true. And so, you know, has God taught you anything that you're willing to speak into someone else's life? Uh, are you willing to make someone else successful? And uh, man, I, I just want to encourage you to, to think about that and to start planning to do that. And, you know, how does that tie into being an enduring church and enduring pastor and ministry leader? That's because when you raise up the next generation, you're doing the work of endurance. So this is an important topic. We, we encourage you to think about your role as a coach um, in your, your ministry, whatever your ministry is in the church, whether it's a pastor, lay person who's leading, what, whatever your role is, make sure that you're being intentional about taking others with you to another level. So anyway, we want to thank you for joining us on the Enduring Churches podcast. We can't wait for our next conversation. And in the meantime, make sure you share this with someone else who can use it today. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.